Wake up, football fans. It's a Sunday morning encore, live from the UK. Take your seats. Only on NFL Network. Showtime, the game's Some of the brightest stars in the game are ready to light up London. Let's go! Giants. He throws it left and makes the catch. Packers. Rodgers going deep. Touchdown! Wake up early and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. You're invited to take a vacation. From everybody else's vacation. To a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens. And see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. So welcome in, everybody. It's the Huddle Up! Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Podcasts. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach. Just as was kind of rumored yesterday, we touched on it a little bit as a possibility. Bobby Wagner is garnering interest. Surprise, surprise, from across the NFL. The Broncos are among the teams, though, Zach, as you reported for milehighhuddle.com, who are very interested. I'll pull up the article, but tell people what's up. Well, this is from uh, Jordan Schultz from ESPN. Uh, He named 12 teams, so it's more than a third of the league is interested, if my math is correct, and it rarely is, in Bobby Wagner. He named a few teams that were very interested, uh, the Broncos being one of them, you know, considering they have the money that he would want. They have the needed inside linebacker, and now they have Russell Wilson, and also an aggressive general manager like George Payton that's proven he's not willing to take a uh, risk for a splash move. But... There has been some conflicting information that has emerged since this report has come out. I put it in the article. Benjamin Albright of KOA Radio says uh, it's it's the Broncos are unlikely to meet Wagner's price point. And then he also followed up a few minutes ago, in fact, and said there's nothing to it after speaking with a Broncos source, nothing to the Wagner report. Um, it could be that he wants more money than the Broncos are willing to offer. This is still a... Hall of Fame level, obviously, all pro level, just all world, all universe, all whatever linebacker. And and Bobby Wagner, who set a career high last year, as old as he is, relatively speaking to the position, with 170 combined tackles, grading out as the 15th best linebacker in the NFL, according to PFF. I would love, personally, to pair Wagner with Baron Browning. I think that's perfect veteran and youth combination 
but maybe George Payton has other designs based on what Albright say. Maybe they want to bring back Josie Jewell. Maybe they want to bring back A.J. Johnson or Kenny Young. Maybe they want to aim in the draft to fill that void. But uh, Schultz is saying one thing, Albright saying another. I would like to see it happen, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Time will tell. It would be a very nice upgrade. But at the same time, you know, the Broncos can get Josie Jewell or Alexander Johnson on the relative cheap. And I know, Zach, that that's a far cry from the proven perennial Pro Bowl, <clears throat> pardon me, perennial all pro production resume that you get from Bobby Wagner. But Benjamin Albright, when it comes to national sources reporting on something that ties the Broncos, when he comes back to confirm either or disconfirm, I don't know if that's a word. Usually you can take it to the bank. Now, nobody's batting a thousand in this game. I mean, the NFL, if anything, Zach, it's uh, unpredictable, but that's probably pretty safe bet just because Bobby's going to be seeking. Uh, this is his last swing at the plate for that final paycheck, and he can probably get more somewhere else. Although that does kind of, Zach, run counter to the notion of, well, is what the Broncos got cooking here with Russell Wilson, is it the big tentpole recruiting tool that like Mike Kliss was talking about earlier today, or was it yesterday? Either way that like the Peyton Manning era, what the Broncos are cooking here with Russell Wilson is going to not only attract prospective free agent Zach, but perhaps even make them willing to take a little bit of a discount to come play here. Wagner though, might be a little bit of a unicorn in that sense because playing with Russell Wilson, that would be nothing new to him. Maybe right now it's all about dollar dollar bills. I'm not sure of their relationship. Obviously, they didn't play on the same side of the ball together. Um, there was a comment in the chat yesterday. I don't know how true it is. I can't verify uh, the veracity of it that Bobby and Russell don't have much of a relationship. They're not very good friends. So how much of a, a recruiting tool could Russell Wilson be in that sense? Not much. Albright, though, depending on who you want to believe, Schultz or Albright here, if I go with Albright, he says to look out for Chandler Jones, Hassan Reddick, and Gr Randy Gregory. So it seems like the Broncos um, – they want to aim high at linebacker. They're willing to splurge. So if uh, Bobby Wagner wants to come here, Jordan Hicks wants to come here, Devondre Campbell from Green Bay wants to come here, I think George Payton would pony up. So I think it all depends on uh, what Russ can do, if he can cook a deal, or if they want to look in a different direction. Hashtag let Russ cook. Guys, so much more to get to. And let me tell you, if the Broncos are able to somehow, some way, land on top of getting Russell Wilson in Denver, a great defensive maven like Bobby Wagner, everybody's going to be clapping. We got a couple, one or two supers stacked up if we that we need to get to. <laughs> Scott's cracking me up in the DM right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you want to go spend $15 million, Zach? Or I don't know what his market will actually be quite yet, but... North of $10 million for Bobby Wagner, or say bring Josie Jewell back four or five million bucks on two years. You're probably going to get, if Josie stays healthy, pretty solid production out of the guy. And then we'll grab Clayton. I don't want solid production. I want a game changer. I mean, I'm just tired of seeing solid or mediocre, holdover, band-aids, passable, any other word you want to use. I love Baron Browning's upside, but putting Bobby Wagner next to him is tantalizing, is mouthwatering. You put Josie Jewell next to Baron Browning, it's not that tantalizing or mouthwatering. If they 
settled for a jewel, a Kenny Young, an AJ Johnson, I'd be okay with it, I guess. I still hope they look in the draft, but I, if they can get Bobby Wagner, if he's not demanding record-setting money, uh, market-resetting money, if it's reasonable, that's a guy I would really like to bring in, not just for his play on the field, but he's a great leader. Uh, he, he's just great for the locker room. He's a good defensive mainstay who can wear the green dot on Sundays and just import more of that Seattle culture. Clado, thank you for that super chat. For whatever reason, because you were so great and got your super chat in the stream so early and so long before we hit actually go live, it's not resolving in our stream. But thank goodness we have a great producer by the name of Scott Kennedy who grabbed it and put it in a banner for us. So thank you, Clado. Uh, he says, now that the quarterback is settled, I'm so glad to have that monkey off our back. What's needed more, a right tackle for us or a stinking pass rush because it was almost non-existent? Yes, it was almost non-existent last year for the Denver Broncos. But I think the first thing is, you know, one of Russell Wilson's biggest complaints and one of the reasons, uh, as I wrote about today at milehighhuddle.com, that he wanted out of Seattle was personnel snafus. He didn't really feel like Seattle, uh, John Schneider, the GM there, did enough to not only protect him. I mean, he even leaked out finally, hey, I'm tired of getting hit so much. Uh, but to give him the weapons needed to get out there and really contend and, and um, you know, put up the type of production that instead of being the quarterback, Zach, that everyone says, yo, this dude's putting down MVP caliber performance, where are the MVP votes? A little bit better supporting cast, a little bit better support up front on the offensive line. So I think if you're the Broncos, as much as you need edge help, this is a really good draft class for either offensive tackle or edge. But I'm going to focus first on protecting this massive investment because, Zach, it's not just when we talk about hedging and protecting investments against any potential losses. It's not just about uh, putting them in the best pos uh, position to succeed, but protecting them. You want to make sure Russell Wilson stays on his two feet. We're not just talking salary cap dollars here. We're, we're talking that King's ransom Broncos gave up to get him. Well, I mean, it doesn't really. I've been saying this. You've been saying this. Everyone's been saying this. It doesn't really matter who you have back there. You could have acquired Aaron Rodgers, but if you can't protect him, it's not going to make a difference. And a bigger point now is what the Chargers have done. They teamed up Bosa with Khalil Mack, who they traded for. One on each side. You're going to want to protect Russell Wilson, whose scrambling ability is not as magical as it was maybe five, six years ago. He can still move around, but that's a fearsome pass rush. And a nice counter move for what the Chargers did, and I think Peyton would do it, is going out and trading for Lyle Collins, who the Cowboys reportedly are dangling on the trade block. Um, he has a $15 million salary cap number, but when he's healthy, he's a franchise right tackle. He's a big mauler type who I feel like would succeed in this scheme. And you can always draft um, a, a rookie to come up and learn behind him. You can bring back Bobby Massey on top of Lyle Collins, but they need to make a move to combat that. You have to keep Russell Wilson upright and happy first and foremost. They have other questions too, not just right tackle. Again, who's playing center? Who's playing left guard? I think you can do better than Dalton Reisner. You can do better than Lloyd Cushenberry. You have a nice left tackle in Bowles, a nice right guard in Quinn Miners, but you got to ensure there's a great wall around Russell Wilson, that he has the cleanest pocket imaginable or else this trade's going to be all for naught. By the way, uh, Nick Wright, thank you, Dylan, for bringing this up. Uh, Khalil Mack, back in the AFC West, traded by the Bears to the Los Angeles Chargers. Dylan here, Nick Wright said the Chargers are adding, uh, the Chargers adding Mack 
is more impactful than Denver adding Russ. The man is delusional. That's his Kansas City Chiefs bias bleeding through uh, with a plum. It's a ridiculous notion. And I am a fan of Khalil Mack for what it's worth. I think he's a great player, or he has been a great player. He was pretty banged up last year. But uh, that's ridiculous, Zach, to say that an edge rusher addition is better than a nine-time Pro Bowler at 33 years old. Give me a freaking break, dude. Let me see your Chiefs swag, Nick. I mean, that's what we're, we're giving him what he wants, though. And if anyone ever back in the day posted on like old message boards and forums, there was an expression that applies to Nick Wright and Colin Coward and Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith. Don't feed the trolls. If you ignore them, they will go away. Talking about them only gives them what they want. So he's going to be who he is. It's verbal clickbait, verbal diarrhea. Nothing he says or does matters. The Broncos just got Russell Wilson. They are a legitimate contender in the AFC and NFL. That's all that I know is my reality and my truth, and I'm sticking to that over anything uh, right craps out of his mouth on a daily basis. Hot takes are a thing in sports media, right? You're going to find hot takes here at MHH as well. Not going to lie, but these hot takes... They hold water. This you know. Sam Bam, thank you for that very generous and symbolic super chat, my dog. He says, it's been 54 hours since I saw the news, and I'm still in shock. I hope Broncos country is now more unified and doesn't have the divide it's had for a while. That's a good point, and that's something that we haven't, a topic, Zach, we haven't broached on this since Russ was acquired, and that is, you know, things did get quite divisive in Broncos country with the lock camp and the locked arrangement camp and all that stuff, but that's water passed under the bridge. And you're saying bye-bye to it right now. Russell Wilson, similar to Peyton Manning, although in Peyton's day, believe it or not, I'm old enough to remember the minority Tib Tebow truthers that were pissed off that Tim, after leading the Broncos to a uh, wild card win, wasn't getting the starting job again. And that, oh, here comes Peyton, who's broke down, missed all of last season. We've heard all about these neck surgeries. So you're never going to make everybody, Zach, perfectly happy. There's always going to be at least a modicum of contention within any fan base. Love you, Casey. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate that super. But yes, I would expect Russell Wilson's arrival here gives something for everyone in Broncos country to rally around. It's time to close ranks. Let's go. I've noticed personally a lot of that derangement still exists. I noticed it in YouTube comments where because I said I wish Drew Locke well in Seattle, someone said, are you going there with him? And another comment said, I love how you didn't talk about uh, Drew Locke and what he did for the Broncos. There's no pleasing everyone. Someone's always going to take a stand against you for what you believe in, but you have to be steadfast in your beliefs. I don't really care about the past. I care about the present and the future. I can't believe it really either. It's still very surreal to me that Russell Wilson is the Broncos starting quarterback. After what they've labored through the last half decade, they finally have a franchise quarterback. They are finally going to win games on the strength of their quarterback and not win games despite their quarterback. That fact alone is tantalizing. But when you talk about pairing him with Nathaniel Hackett, this offense, this defense, everything else, it's exhilarating. It really is. It really is. Frankie A, thank you for jumping in with that super chat. Welcome. Connect on Twitter. My friend says, hey, guys, it's been a while. Thanks for all the hard. Did you change your handle? I think you must have. Um, Thanks for all the hard work covering the Broncos. Return to dominance, baby. Uh, Yes, indeed. Appreciate you, my friend. We got Michael Ronquillo also in the house. Great to see you, Mike, down in Tucson representing Broncos country. And then Travis Weber 
What is good? Big T says with the Chargers acquiring Mac, I hope Peyton comes up with an answer of some kind back. Well, he did. I mean, that's the answer. You know, it was um, what would you call it? Preemptive. He preempted Mac by orchestrating the Russell Wilson trade. And it's pretty cool. We'll talk more about Vaughn and stuff because Mike Clist floated some stuff that's a little bit counter to the Vaughn returning to Denver narrative um, here in the very near future. But I thought it was cool. Zach Dal uh, Dalton Reisner made an appearance on 104.3 The Fan and talked about, revealed, I should say, that Russell Wilson has already, like, even though he's technically not a Bronco yet, he's been doing FaceTime. He actually FaceTimed the entire Broncos offensive line. So, you know, it's like that GM article, Zach, that you had um, panning a couple of different comments from anonymous NFL sources, panning the trade, um, calling him, a, calling Russell Wilson, a, what was the phrase? Not so good leader or below average leader. That's what it was. Well, that's a leadership move right there. Hey, I'm going to get my o -line, new O-line dudes who I don't know. Let's get them on the horn, do the best I can till I'm actually there. That's encouraging. Well, so one of the previous comments, that, that's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. I think that George Payton should make a counterpunch to what the Chargers did acquiring Khalil Mack. Because if he's healthy, uh, that's a steal for L.A. And working opposite Bosa, they can wreak havoc against quarterbacks. So my counterpunch personally would be to make a play for Lyle Collins. We'll see what happens there. Uh, in terms of Russell Wilson, uh, there was a picture on social media as well of him in the Broncos facility with uh, Ciara, Sierra and his agent, Mark Rogers, I forget his name, um, but yeah, they're there. They're, it's official. They can't announce it until the 16th, but he's becoming familiar with the Broncos players, with his future teammates. He's getting used to the lay of the land. It's definitely exciting the way the Broncos are trending, to put it lightly. Yeah, you know what? Lyle Collins, by the way, on this subject, um, that's definitely something if I'm George Payton, I'm looking into, man. I'm looking into that because you need to solve that right tackle. And what the headlines here are saying, Cowboys are trying to trade Lyle Collins. Let's go get on that. And what we know from George Payton, you know, and what we've seen, we don't know every single conversation, obviously, that takes place behind closed doors at Dove Valley. But Zach, when he arrived here and said, I want to be a part of every deal, doesn't mean we're going to make every deal, but I want to be a part of it. I think what we've seen from him up to this point kind of bolsters the veracity of that. It wasn't just GM speak or, or wake up football fans. It's a Sunday morning encore live from the UK. Take your seat. Only on NFL network. Some of the brightest stars in the game are ready to light up London. Let's go. Giants. He throws it left and makes the catch. Packers. Rogers going deep. Touchdown. Wake up early and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. You know, platitudes. George Payton is very active and aggressive on the things he views as a priority. Right tackle, especially now that you got Russ here, has to be a priority. Jason Cardoza in the house. Thank you, buddy, for that super chat. Good evening, Broncos country. Now the Chargers have traded for Khalil. Has right tackle become a more uh, a major priority for the Broncos this offseason? I think it already was. It, it was... Besides quarterback, the biggest priority. Yeah, I mean, for sure, that edge. But you can argue that if they were going to swing big for the fences, you have to protect that quarterback or else it doesn't matter. So the thing about I love about Lyle Collins, I covered the Cowboys past tense there. Uh, he has positional versatility, position flexibility. He can play not only right tackle and left tackle, you can kick him inside. 
It's not ideal. I think he's a better tackle and guard, but you can move him around. And when he's healthy, he's just so big. He's a he's a monster, literally and figuratively. And I just feel like he'd be perfect with what the Broncos want to do. I think he would help keep Russell Wilson happy. And a happy Russell Wilson is a good Broncos offense. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And as Dylan said, this is we're sharing a brain here, Dylan, because I basically wrote the same thing. The Seahawks, through that athletic three-headed uh, writer piece that had the anonymous GM sources panning the move, are, as Dylan writes, just trying to save face by slandering Russ because he wanted out. Well, it's not even so much because he wanted out. It's that when you trade a franchise quarterback, a nine-time Pro Bowler who's been in the league 10 years, all right, has a, a Super Bowl ring, all that stuff. When you trade a quarterback, we're not talking 43-year-old Russell Wilson. We're talking 33-year-old. Look, you got fans to answer to. Zach, there's going to be PR blowback. And this is how, uh, call it football, I don't know, propaganda, football espionage of a sort. This is how you kind of mitigate. This is damage control a little bit. I think, you know, just like in any divorce, Zach, or argument. There's two sides to the story and the truth falls somewhere in between. I never say in the middle because I think usually on one side, uh, one is maybe uh, exaggerating a little bit more than the other. Which one is it in this case? I mean, Russ hasn't really commented on anything publicly outside of one time saying, I'm tired of getting hit so much. Everything that's come out relative to what he may have been thinking about his place with the Seattle Seahawks pre-trade, Zach, was leaked through sources and close to Russell's camp. We never actually heard Russ say anything like that, but you don't really expect to because, you know, he's a guy that knows how to play the game and he's he's got some uh, some class as a, as a pro. But, yes, this is a little bit, Zach, in my opinion, sour grapes combined with mitigating PR blowback. There's at least one time every podcast where I'm the resident curmudgeon and I just have the get-off-my-vibe mentality or I don't really care aloofness. Um, this is one of those situations because of, I covered and we covered every aspect of Aaron Rodgers' psyche and his relationship with his past employer, current employer, whatever. I don't really bother too much about what happened with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks or why he left the Seahawks. What I care about is that he came to the Broncos and that he's playing for the Broncos. The past, all of it, Broncos and Seattle too. I just, it's less important to me. It is less important. Um, but these are, uh, you know, in the immediate aftermath of the trade, these are the things people are talking about. Jeremy wants to know, the Black Knight on Twitch, so what's the deal with Chris Harris Jr.? Do we yeah. bring him back? Well, the Broncos do have a need, Zach. All right, I'm going to play uh, devil's advocate, and I'm going to steel man the Chris Harris Jr. argument. The Broncos have a need now for a nickel corner. They could still try and uh, bring Callahan back, and Bryce Callahan might want to come back. Not to say that he didn't want to come back in the first place, but with Russell here, <clears throat> hey, you know, losing sucked. That one year we won in Chicago, 2018, that was pretty cool. Maybe I do want to come back and I'll sign for maybe a little bit less than I might get elsewhere. But Chris Harris Jr. is also out there. But how, I mean, do you really need to get the whole band back together? We're talking about Von Miller too. I mean, Philip Lindsay's out there. I don't know if I like it. And things kind of ended a little acrimoniously with Chris Harris Jr., Zach. I don't really like how, I don't know. I shouldn't say, you shouldn't worry, I guess, about NFL players, whether or not they're showing gratitude to their teams. But 
when John Elway in an unprecedented move for no reason and for no reason other than placating the player, he was under no deadline. There was nothing. Gave him a $3 million plus dollar raise in a contract year. And then he kind of has, I wouldn't say bad talk to Broncos, but his vibe since then has not been in any way, shape, or form flattering of his time with Denver. I don't know if I like it. He's washed. Simple as that. I mean, I, I follow enough Chargers beat writers and reporters and analysts, and they all say the same thing. Do not bring back – I think he wore the same number, 25, in uh, L.A. So do not bring back 25. I don't want Chris Harris Jr. back. Move on. He's not the same slot corner he was. I think he thinks he was or is. He lives in his own reality. I think you know he's a legend in his own mind. The Broncos can do better. There's free agent options at slot cornerback. You mentioned a saying Bassey the other day. They have him on the roster. Uh, maybe I would still toy honestly with the idea of bringing back Bryce Callahan injuries aside. And, and I, I recognize all that, but when he's healthy, he is on, or I would look to the draft. I, I don't want anything to do with Chris Harris jr. Either his play or the nostalgia behind the move. He was great when he was here, but all good things come to an end. Mike Reno. Good to see you, buddy. He says, I missed last night's show due to overtime, but man, I'm freaking stoked. Pay Wagner and anyone else that can make complete in this loaded AFC. Fill that, dude. Uh, Nash the Fifth, good to see you, big dog. Thank you for that super chat. Two nights in a row. Love it. Who do you want to see the Broncos draft or sign to shore up that O-line? And do you think Jensen, Ryan Jensen, is plausible for Denver? I mean, I can always suit up and go play some center, but you'll see me get my neck broken on snap one in probably OTAs. But, Zach, your thoughts. I'll bring up... uh, I'll bring up over the cap. I have it queued, ready to go. Your thoughts here for Nash. And you would still be better than Juwan James. I would love <laughs> Jetson. I really would. I had a piece where I named five high-profile guys the Broncos can bring in, and he was absolutely on there, as was Brandon Scherf, the uh, commander's stupid name, uh, guard. Um, plausible, depending on how much the Broncos want to spend, what they think of Lloyd Cushenberry, how they feel. That, we don't know about Glasgow either. What position is he playing, center or guard? So they have some options there, but if they go big and they want to address this position with a veteran, Jensen is my guy. We already mentioned Lyle Collins at right tackle. That's also my guy. I really don't think the Broncos are going to go spend money inside just because I think they're holding on to hope because Dalton Reisner is just such a bright dude. He's a great leader, um, showed out well as a rookie, and then each year he's kind of just taken little tiny steps back, at least from where he started as a rookie. I think in a contract year, the Broncos are going to give him one last swing at the plate as a starter and then kind of decide what to do with him and the position left guard from there. Then you bring back uh, Graham Glasgow on a reduced deal. You're not getting quite, you're getting Ironman caliber uh, availability from Lloyd Cushenberry, but you're not getting the type of uh, production, especially in the running games act that you would prefer from that center. I would say, because you got Quinn Miners chilling, you don't really need to go out there and spend money inside. You can, of course, and anything you can do to keep Russ uh, on his two feet, by all means, I'm not going to really nitpick it. But if you're going to go spend money, spend it on tackle. And as you mentioned, I think Lyle Collins, if you can pry him off Dallas's hands via trade, that would be great. But here's some options for you. I mean, this won't, this isn't the first, nor will it be the last that we touch on the available free agents in this 2022 class, Zach. Uh, Dwayne Brown, you can bring him with Russ. I mean, Russ was a big proponent campaigning to get Dwayne Brown to Seattle for what it's worth, but he's old. He's 37 freaking years old. I mean, he's still playing pretty well, but 
still, and he played Zach last year, 98% of the Seahawks snaps. So availability wise, he was there. Uh, Trent Brown, you got the Eric Fishers of the world. A lot of these guys are left, but you see some righties. A lot of the times they can switch back and forth. Anyone here jumping out to you? Not really. No. And people are calling for uh, Teron Armstead to the Broncos to make a play for him. He's a left tackle. You really can't move these guys around too much. It's why I want Lyle Collins because he's primarily a, a right tackle. No one really jumps out to me. I feel like um, if, if they don't spend money on a premier guy, and I guess the premier guy in this case being uh, Collins in the trade, they're going to address it through the draft and maybe bring back. Honestly, you scroll through that list, Chad, and the most appeal. Yes, right there, Bobby Massey. I think considering what the Broncos had the last couple of years at right tackle, he was pretty good. And he's not going to be that expensive. He already knows the team and the players. I think he can be a nice holdover option. Scroll down a little bit, and I want nothing to do with that guy right there, Cameron Fleming. He's pretty terrible. The guy below him, though, Dennis Kelly. That's an option because I saw um, uh, Benjamin Albright tweet out, keep an eye on Dennis Kelly for the Broncos to go after. Maybe as a lower-end guy, similar to Bobby Massey. So those two guys I would take, Kelly and Massey, but I really prefer the Broncos to go all in on Lyle Collins. Someone asked in the comment section as well, what would you think it would take to pry him off of Dallas's roster? Considering the team that acquires him takes on the $10 million base and the $15 million cap hit, the Cowboys would have to acquiesce a little bit. Conditional fourth or fifth rounder maybe that can become a third or fourth rounder, I think that can get it done. And I would make that move in a heartbeat if I'm George Payton. Something to consider. Something to consider. We shall see. Ah, oh, Jeremy, you sweetie. Love you, bro. Thank you. Very generous super chat. Top rope super chat. He says, boy, it's a good thing Pete Carroll doesn't play. But I'll, I'll say it like Jeremy would say it. Boy, it's a good thing Pete Carroll don't play blackjack. Gets dealt to 20, and he'd be like, hit me, dealer. But, sir, Pete Carroll, hit me and bust. In all seriousness, I saw a meme to that. Uh, and in fact, today, Jeremy, in all seriousness, if Russ had a good O line, he wouldn't have left after Super Bowl 49. It all fell apart. Uh, yeah, that, um, you know, rarely do I go out here trying to promote any uh, competitors' work out there, Zach. But the athletic piece, even though, you know, it has a couple of, of comments, GMs saying this or that. Actually, no, that was a different article. The athletic piece talks about kind of what led behind the scenes uh, to Russ even wanting out, why the Seahawks eventually kind of came around to it and were willing to deal him. It's a very, very, very good piece. And if you have a subscription, go read it. If not, go read the cliff notes at milehighhuddle.com. Run the ball. That's all I'll remember from Pete Carroll. Run the ball. You have Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard line. You're going to pass the ball? Mm. Mm, can't get over that one still. Yeah, think about that. Russell Wilson came that one play away from being a back-to-back -back world champ. It's a shame. Nishan, maybe we can do it down the on the back nine of his career, Zach. Um, Nishan Woodall, good to see you. Thank you, my friend. Calais Campbell, yep. Vaughn Miller, Malik Jackson, let's go. Broncos in New Jersey, hashtag state of being. Very cool, Nishan. Uh, appreciate you, my friend. Make sure we're connected on Twitter, even if you're not on Twitter. And this goes to all of you. All right. Within the sound of my voice, create a Twitter account, connect with Zach, myself, all the dudes in MHH, because it's another way to keep the conversation going outside of these live streams. But Zach Calais Campbell flirted once in a big, bad way with coming to Denver, came this close. But who was it? Was it the Ravens sweet in the pot at the 11th hour? I think it was. Yeah. And so that's where he went. But 
you know, he's a Colorado boy. So maybe he comes home. I'd like to see it, but it's not really edge. You're getting, you're getting basically a replacement for Shelby Harris. You need interior help on the defensive line. You needed that before Shelby even left Zach. So, you know, it's not like a, a getting Calais would be, um, or not getting Calais would be like looking a gift horse in the mouth if you had the opportunity to get him. But I would still be focused a little bit more, at least in terms of the list of priorities, which take precedence on the defensive side. I'm looking at edge. I'm looking at D line. I'm looking at slot corner. Then I'm looking at linebacker. And the reason I list linebacker off ball last in that order is because I know I can probably get Josie back on a relatively team friendly deal. And if that fails, or if I don't love that, then I can probably get a similar, maybe a little bit more with Alexander Johnson. Yeah. I don't want Kalas Campbell back. I think uh, if this was 2019, I'd be open to it, but it's not, it's 2022. He's not the same player that he was same with Chris Harris jr. I'd rather, I don't, I, is he a free agent or is he under contract to Sean Williams? Because I'd rather bring he's him under, back. Ooh, actually I think he's an RFA this time. I'm bringing him back and giving him playing time along with Draymond and uh, who else they have on on the 90 man offseason roster. And I'm replenishing those areas, interior defensive line, defensive line and edge because it's such a deep class through the draft. George Payton still has some picks with which to work. And I think he'll use those there. I don't want any over the hill type player like Elias Campbell. Oh, man. Yeah. So he's got two years. I think he's exclusive rights. I think he's exclusive rights. Uh I'm trying to look here. Usually, oh, let's see. Entry, undrafted free agent. I think he's exclusive rights. But anyway, um, Andrew Baker in the hizzy. What's going on, big dog? It says, down here in Omaha for my son, Axel. Dude, that's that's a name. I didn't have the uh, stones to name my boy Axel, but if you're going to name your son after a rock star, that's pretty, I mean, or if, after a really good detective from Detroit that somehow finds himself in Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills cop. Either way, that's a rad name. He says, uh, for my son Axel's kidney surgery in the morning, a little worried. Prayers up, dude, for real. Prayers up. Let us know if there's anything we can do. Hope everything goes okay. Let him know he's got uh, MHH praying and uh, praying for him. And with the thoughts and the energies and all the vibes, my friend, I'm sure it'll be okay. It'll be okay. That's, that's uh, the optimist, uh, optimist in me and the positivity. But if there's anything we can do, my friend, you reach out and let me know. Yeah. Let him know guys in the comments as well, that we all got them. we all care about him. We're all think about him tonight. And Axel's got this. Don't even worry about it. Don't even sweat it. He's going to get through it. We'll all get through it together as a Broncos family. Uh, thank you for letting us know and sharing and being that open and let us know how it goes tomorrow. We have our prayers. Definitely keep us in the loop, big dog. Uh, the Duchess jumping in as well. Love you, Michaela. Great to see you tonight. She says, there is a reason football minds say great teams are built up front in the trenches. Let's go beef up our O-line. Yeah, you got to you gotta get that done, Zach. You got to make sure Russell Wilson um, isn't getting, to quote, him, to quote Russ himself, hit too much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, paramount. It really is. You've got to attack right tackle. And I think, you know, with the uh, Lyle Collins report came the little nugget that teams are actively talking to Dallas about trading for him. So discussions are underway. I just wonder if George Payton stuck his beak in there. And I say that lovingly. 
and to see what Collins would cost, how open the Cowboys are to moving him. Seems like from what I hear, very open. And I'm making that deal if I'm George Payton. So I agree with you. It's not going to matter if you got Russ, if you can't keep him upright. He wanted that desperately in Seattle. Didn't really get it. You got to placate him. And I think they will. Didn't he have, when I covered the Senior Bowl in 2015, the year he was coming out of LSU, didn't he have, it was LSU, right? Yeah. Uh, Didn't he have like a similar, and I don't want to like use certain words here, so I'm going to paint with broad strokes, but didn't he have a similar accusation to what Alexander Johnson endured pre-NFL? He had something that tanked his NFL draft stock. He went from being like a surefire top five pick to going undrafted because NFL teams didn't know if he was going to be available to play football. I'm trying to remember the exact deets, but something like that that had to do with accusations of a, uh, uh, I don't know, sexual uh, weight. Do you remember this? I thought it was drug related, but you could be right. Now that's going to bother me. It's going to bother me. Hang tight. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Yeah. No, now everything when I say Lyle Collins allegations, it's pulling up. Okay, yep, 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 yep. It was involving the shooting death of a 29-year-old pregnant woman. Uh, in 2015. So anyway, I don't need, we don't need to dredge that up. That's ancient history, whatever uh, accusations or implications were from that. That's in the dust. He was never implicated in anything like that, but because he was, I guess, Zach, a person of interest in what happened or whatnot, it affected his draft stock, but he is a uh, view Lyle Collins as a guy who in 2015 was, was a top five draft pick. And now they're looking at, trading him like go out and get this cat and as you said i mean he started as an interior guy in the league even though you know play outside and then matriculated to the to tackle i would love it depending on what you're giving up to get him that would be the question and i don't know what the value would be but broncos now in the next two drafts zach they don't have as many legs to stand on as they did uh, pre-rest the bigger issue with Collins, I'm putting his uh, <laughs> very checkered past to bed, is that he had double hip surgery in 2020. And uh, he missed some games last year, but he was healthy for the majority. And when he was on the field, he made a difference. I really like his style of play. I like his leadership abilities. I just think as a swing for the fences for George Payton to make Russell Wilson happy and really put the cherry on top of the offense. That's the remaining weak league is right tackle now. You can trade for Lyle Collins and maybe also bring back Massey as insurance as well. I'm just taking yeah. that risk, though, if I'm George Payton. Chad Beach, you are a prince. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, we also have 78 Leadhead who's saying, I don't chat much because I'm busy listening, but I want you all to know, always like and share. God bless. <laughs> oh, man, you got it wrong, dude. I was about to give you some big props, but you got it wrong. But I still love you. Nathan, love you too. 
Good evening, he says. It's hilarious watching mainstream sports media, uh, mainstream sports media tall and pretend they watched Broncos last season in order to get my, that's right, dude. This is where you come. You want to know the score on what's going on with the Broncos? Come here because it's our life. That's all we do is cover the Denver Broncos, write about the Broncos all day long, talk about the Broncos all night long with you guys. This is where you're going to know what's going on. And even if it's not us reporting something, right? Um, we're going to tell you what's going on. We're going to have our ear to the floor 24-7. Appreciate that, buddy. Well, uh, the unfortunate thing is there's so many clowns out there that overshadow. Uh, there are genuinely good sports media guys out there, sports writers, analysts, uh, content creators, and they just get overshadowed by the idiots like the Nick Wrights and like the Stephen A. Smiths of the world. Um, but we appreciate your support. We'll always keep it real with you, but never really listen to a national media member's take on the Broncos. They don't have an up-close and personal view of the team. They don't know what they've been through day in and day out. They know what they've been through year in and year out by what a piece of paper or someone else is telling them. So come to us. We'll always keep it straight with you, and we appreciate your support. Amen. John Sandoval jumping in with a very generous super. Appreciate that, John. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Telecaster, huh? You're a telly guy. Good for you. I've got a telly. I've got two tellies, actually. He says, love the podcast, guys. What are the odds of the Broncos getting Vaughn back and Jones? Denver Broncos for life. Keep up the awesome podcast. Will do. Uh, what do you think, Zach? The odds of uh, getting Vaughn back and I assume you're talking Chandler Jones, right? I mean, the Broncos have money to spend, but not that much money. I mean, that would tie up what they could use. And uh, they also have other positions to fill with right tackle. We've mentioned that, yada, inside linebacker, yada, outside linebacker, cornerback, slot anyway, and safety. So it's one or the other. Either you want Vaughn to come back or you want the Broncos to aim, I think, on a comparable level and go after Chandler Jones. And from what I'm reading and seeing and hearing, Chandler may be a more viable option. He might come cheaper. Uh, he, team up with Russell Wilson after being rivals in the NFC West. I think that could work as well. And I would love to have Chandler Jones. Um, we're going to here in just a, a few minutes, give you guys an update on, I had multiple questions actually today from people wanting to know the, the rankings on the super chat uh, for March for the Jersey. Cause everyone's got their eye on a new Russ Jersey. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. Uh, but G Hill, what's going on? What a cute little doggy you got in your profile pic. G says, what's up, Chad and Zach? What move would you make for talent on the O-line from free agency in the draft? And what names do you see for us? Well, this is a subject that we've been mining pretty deep tonight. We've we've highlighted a lot of the names. So to summarize, you know, Lael Collins isn't a free agent, but he's definitely a guy I would explore if you didn't have to give up too much by way of draft capital but it's going to cost probably a little something, something, Zach, to get him. Uh, and then you would have to absorb his contract. So it might not be conducive post-Rust to acquire him. But, hey, we've seen George Payton now work, truly work a football miracle. So all bets are off. But Dennis Kelly is a guy I like. Bobby Massey, I bring him back just to hedge no matter what I do because you could probably get him for somewhere. Let's see, what was his uh, previous contract? Real quick, Bobby made $2.5 million. Uh, APY as a Bronco last year. So he made two and a half million bucks. Bring him back as, as your fail safe and then see what else you might be able to do. Yeah, I dropped it in the side chat, guys. Ignore the Jameis Winston part that was 
written pre-Russell Wilson trade, but I dropped some names in that article that I think the Broncos could and should go after. If they want to aim a little higher and spend the money they have, uh, you mentioned the uh, the lower tier guys. We've talked about it pretty extensively, G Hill. So if you want to listen to the podcast, read the article, we would definitely appreciate that. Most definitely. Um, Juero Vidal, what's good? Good to see you, my friend. He says, Nick writes a dip crap. Use your imagination, boys and girls. He's a dip crap. LVL surpasses that of Mel Kuyper on one of his ridiculous hot streaks. Love Russ. What is that? What, what did I just misinterpret the syntax here, Zach? LVL's level. Level surpasses, thank you, of Mel Kuyper on one of his ridiculous hot streaks. Uh, love Russ, but don't like that we sent three careers to the gulag. I don't know about that, man. I mean, look. Seattle had a rough year last year, just like the Denver Broncos, but Drew Locke needed a fresh start somewhere. And who knows? Maybe that's this is the destination for him. I don't know very much. I did a little bit of research on the offensive coordinator there. But, hey, if you like handing the ball off with a little play action here and there, protect the quarterback from making too many mistakes, that's a that's basically Seattle under Pete Carroll. That's his you know philosophy. But I understand uh, – it's kind of bit. That's the when we talk about something being bittersweet. That's the bitter aspect, as you're saying goodbye to Noah Fan, a first round pick, Drew Locke, and Shelby Harris. I mean, yeah, the only guy I truly feel bad for is uh, Shelby Harris because he gave his heart and soul to the Broncos and really made a name and a career for himself in Denver. He deserved his contract. I don't think that his play last year matched that contract, but uh, that's a tough blow. Drew, you know. It's unfortunate he never got that shot in Denver, but it was appearing increasingly unlikely he would get that shot as the full-time starter. Felt like a move needed to be made on both sides, and he could start for the Seahawks this year, and he could be given a full season, a full audition, an opportunity he might not have had in Denver. Same for Noah Fant, who was completely miscast in a Pat Shermer offense. They didn't know what to do with him. They didn't use him to the best of his abilities, and I think they'll do that in Seattle. So I don't, I don't agree with Gulag. I think the Seahawks are going to draft a quarterback in the first round. And I think that quarterback is going to battle drew lock to start as a rookie. We'll see. Uh, Christian jumping in. Thank you, buddy. He says, just got leaked that Robert Smith is bidding for the Broncos. Wah, wah. Well, Mike Kliss checked with a source familiar with Denver. And uh, according to, here's what he said, quote, according to a source familiar with Denver, the Denver raised Robert Smith, a billionaire. Nothing has changed. He is not preparing a bid to buy the Broncos. Although there were there was a big report that came out today saying that he was so hard to know what to say what to think about that. But either way, the Broncos are getting sold this year. So, I mean, if you've got the scratch, why wouldn't you want to buy the team? Especially when you fit some of the um, you know qualifications that the, that the Broncos and the league are looking for. It would be really cool, Zach, to see the first black owner be the, uh, the owner of the Denver Broncos. It would be really cool to kind of set that precedent, but he keeps his camp anyway, keeps sending out kind of countervailing, contradictory information. So maybe that's part of his strategy here, Zach. I don't know. Well, I chuckled to myself because he dismissed all rumors and reports that he was bidding on the Broncos and there was radio silence for a few weeks. They trade for Russell Wilson and look at that. Two days later, it comes out. They're surprisingly bidding. Robert Smith is in his camp on the Broncos. Russell Wilson obviously makes the Broncos uh, a more lucrative investment. It makes them a more appealing option to, to potential buyers. And this is not 
going to Target and buying a $50 thing of sheets, Chad. This is a four-plus billion-dollar entity, asset, investment. Return on investment is what these guys want, and you would have a better chance at that with Russell Wilson. I would like to see it happen, but I want that resolved already, just like I want a quarterback. That's the next box to check. As uh, we're about to grab this very generous super from the Duchess, here is an update on the top five. Now, as it stands on Facebook, it's the same thing it's always been. We're trying to reach 250,000 stars. When we do, we're going to raffle off a, a Broncos jersey of the winner's choosing, and the only people in the running for that are those who contribute to the stars. We'll do an update on that here in a minute. Uh, and so the more the more someone has starred and contributed to the goal, the more tickets they're going to have in the hat. Well, with Super Chat, it's a little bit different. Top five finishers on Super Chat in the month of March. All right, that's a cumulative top five finishers. Those five names go in a hat, draw, boom, jersey. Here's the top five right now. Ethan, a.k.a. the DWI guys, at number one. And a lot of times people go, wait, who that are the evening show watchers? Ethan is a big – he's across the pond. He's in the United Kingdom. Throws down hard for the morning shows. Comes on our show here and there when he can. But right now, what time is it, Scott, over there? It's like 3 in the morning or something, 2 in the morning. He's probably sawing logs, right? Dale is number two. D-Dub, legend in Hawaii. The Duchess is three. Jeremy is four, and he probably climbed. Uh, both Michaela and Jeremy could have climbed tonight. And then Mark Langley at five. But if you look here, G Hill, who's also per could be climbing tonight, Naj at seven, Chris Hernandez at eight, Kayaka, Nash the fifth, Smith Corona, John Clay, Sam Bam. You can kind of see Dave Millage, Casey Nickel, Broncos first in the draft. So there's, there's uh, the latest up-to-date. This doesn't count tonight's show. But going into today, March 10th. So, um, Young Hog 806, what's up, fellas? Should we take a look at Jeff Gladney, the corner? Zach, your thoughts? No. And legal issues aside, I know he was found not guilty today. He wasn't, I think he was a first round pick, late first round pick or something like that. He didn't perform up to expectation. And I'm looking for that guy in the draft. I'm not looking for Jeff Gladney. So, that's a hard pass. He was a talent. He was a TCU kid, right? Um, he's talented, but I don't know. I'd I'd give him a look, but I'd want to see what's what on uh, on Jeff Gladney. Michaela wants to know when will a sale of the Broncos be consummated? All we've really been told, timeline wise, on that Zach is we'll have an answer, or the Broncos will probably have a new owner by the time uh, week one kicks off. So probably summer is what I'm hearing. But there's still no one really knows. I mean, you got to remember these proceedings where an NFL club is actually getting sold slash, you know, auctioned. Uh, it's pretty rare. It doesn't happen all that often. And so the timetable is not really something people can, I think, Zach, with accuracy predict. Yeah, I think uh, by summer for sure, by the season, uh, definitely. And the Russell Wilson acquisition, if there was any doubt as to whether this transitional sale would take place before the season. I think the Wilson acquisition was the catalyst for that to be concluded. So uh, it's a matter of time right now. We're going to have reports come out probably that deals are being made and offers are being submitted. They'll vet them during the spring. And I think sometime during the summer, maybe during training camp, before training camp, after whatever, we'll know a, a final answer. Uh, Miguel wants to know, what's up, fellas? I know we have Albert O, but can you see Denver going after another tight end like an Evan Ingram or a Gronk? I think, you know, look, if you – Noah Fant, all things being equal, I think Noah Fant has a higher ceiling. He's a more polished 
tight end overall and a more athletically gifted tight end than Albert O. But Albert O, it's pretty negligible. And I think when the Broncos looked at that, they said, mm, here, take Albert O. on. They're like, no, we want Fant. The difference between them, Zach, was so finite that they just finally said, okay. So I think they're moving forward with Albert O. as tight end one. I don't know that you need to go spend money on Evan Ingram or a Gronk. I don't think – is Gronk even going to play now that Tom hung up the cleats? I mean, what's the latest on that? I think he is, and uh, the Buffalo Bills reportedly have interest in both Evan Ingram and Gronkowski, but we'll see what happens there. I don't think um, – I think you make a trade including Noah Fant when you're pretty content at tight end already. I don't think you do it because you're going to sign somebody else. Albert O showed legitimate flashes as a game-changing, uh, game-wrecking tight end. If you could just put it all together, and I think they will, or he will, under the, under the new leadership. So I'm not looking out uh, for Ingram or Gronk, or really any other major signing. They can pluck a mid-tier guy. They can look to the draft, but I think they're higher on Alberto than we all realized. Plus, I mean, look, one of the failed personnel moves, I can't tell you that it was one of the ones that Russell Wilson felt was a big failure, but one of the one of the personnel moves the Seahawks made that didn't really pan out was the Jimmy Graham deal because Russ doesn't really throw to the tight end all that much. Now, you could maybe point to it could have been just schematic tendencies, and that's why, and that's just what they were doing in Seattle. But I just think Russ, you know, it's more about the wide receivers and doesn't mean you ignore tight end, but Albert O is a, in, this is a great opportunity for him and if he can stay healthy. I think it will be, the Broncos will be okay in terms of having that athletic playmaking pass catching type tight end, but they still need to do something in terms of finding a guy who can set the edge and block the Duchess again. <laughs> Golly, Michaela, love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So generous. She says for the get Collins fun. She's, she's all about getting Lyle here. So you've planted that seed, Zach. People are now going to be gunning for uh, Lyle Collins to make him a Bronco. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You hear that George? We got a hundred in the pot. You pay him 15 million this year. Now you got to pay him 14 million. Uh, <laughs> 900. Yeah. I'm not going to do that out loud. But yeah, you, you get the joke. So th thank you so much, Michaela. Your generosity is uh, unreal. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love you. She's bolstering also her odds for that freaking Russ jersey. You know it's going to be a Russ jersey. Uh, Mike Reno, who do y'all think will be Russ's backup? And do you think draft or a free agent? I prefer to take a veteran backup and draft in 23 or 24 since we have Russ for at least five years. I think you've got Russ. I mean, his deal doesn't last beyond that, obviously. Um, is it two years left on his deal? I think. Either way, he's going to get an extension from the Broncos. He says he wants to play uh, – to his early 40s or whatever, you need to have someone there, right? You need to have a uh, – obviously, it's incumbent upon a, a team to make sure they have a competent backup in the event that, just like this past season, Russ got hurt, you know? Um, what was it? The finger injury. So to answer the question, I think you need to go out there and sign a veteran. Who it's going to be – I mean, we could pull up the list. I have, uh, I have it up now, Zach, so I might as well – uh, but I'd also draft one, not high, not with your second round pick, probably not even with your third round pick, Zach, but I'd take a guy that you can develop behind Russ, let um, Nathaniel Hackett, Justin Outen, and uh, Clint Kubiak get their fingerprints on these this guy and, and see what's what on that. But, I mean, a guy like Teddy, I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater, but a guy like that, I mean, Andy Dalton, come hold the clipboard, dude. Um, Terod Taylor, come hold the clipboard, dude. 
Jacoby Brissett, come hold a clipboard, dude. Someone who's got a little bit of starting experience in the event something happens to Russ, I think you'd be remiss not to hedge just in case. I'm having psychopathic thoughts right now. Watch George Payton come out with his first pick in April's draft and take Carson Strong or Desmond Ritter and, and make it a whole full ble- full fledged Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love situation. I'm just playing. I, I, I agree. I, you got to have a young quarterback on the roster. So I would take one in the later rounds if they could. Uh, maybe a developmental guy like an LRB or a Bailey Zap. Uh, but I think Brett Rippon is also a possibility. He's a veteran now. He's a. He's exactly what you want as a number two, a clipboard type of guy who could be passable if put into action. The Seahawks started Geno freaking Smith in Russell Wilson's place last year. If that can happen in this day and age, then the Broncos could roll with Brett Rippon for one year. All right, guys, we are at 55 minutes and we've got a few very generous Super Chat superstars who we have not yet been able to get to. We're going to do that now. But we got to kind of rapid fire because we are on the tail end. Eisenhower, Eisenhower Outdoors. That's a newer name. Welcome. Thank you, buddy. My guys, what do you think the chances are that we try to sign the corner J.C. Jackson? Will be pricey, but worth it, especially if you structure bonus of Sutton and Patrick. You don't need to go pay crazy money for a boundary corner when you got Pat Sertan and, uh, dude, I just spaced it, Ronald Darby. You need nickel. You need nickel help. Now, you need someone behind him, sure, but that's what the draft is for. You don't go get a a tier one guy when you've got bigger fish to fry. I like J.C. Jackson. Don't get me wrong, dude, but I don't love that idea for the Broncos. We need a name for someone who checks out after getting paid. You know, that's what what I feel like for J.C. Jackson. He wants the bag so bad, and his contract and his play will never match the contract that he's going to get. If they didn't draft Sertan or they didn't pay Darby, I would say make a play for it. But when you have needs throughout the roster and you invest that much in that position, let him go elsewhere. Damian Clark Warren, thank you, buddy, for that very generous super. He says, hey, Priest, I'm still in shock, and I think the best acquisition of the past three years is Peyton, and I hope he turns his attention to the O-line and bolster the team's speed. Yeah, buddy. George Payton, that was uh, John Elway's parting gift, I think, to Broncos country. Yeah, for sure. JJ also in the house. What's up, buddy? Reisner's rookie year was his best, and it was in the Scangarello system, so he'll be fine. Good show, guys. Thank you, buddy. That's a good point. Going back to more of the uh, outside zone type stuff, and you know, it's a little bit different based on seeing what I know technically we're talking about LaFleur calling plays in Green Bay, but just slight differences, but it's all off the Shanahan ethos. And yeah, so hopefully Reisner will have a solid year. And I bet the Broncos are banking on that, to be frank with you. Um, Zach, here's one from Brandon Reagan. Thank you, buddy. What if we brought in Zadarius Smith, edge rusher from the Packers? Thoughts? He's a free agent. I like Devondre Campbell more at inside linebacker than I would like Zadarius Smith. I, again, he's an option as well, but when you have Hassan Reddick out there, you have Chandler Jones out there, Von Miller, I'm looking to swing in that tier, toward that tier. Zadarius Smith, I think, is a candidate like J.C. Jackson, uh, very much so, where he's going to get paid and he's not going to ever match his price tag. Uh, Lawrence Rivera, by the way, is wanting Christian McCaffrey if he's willing to restructure cheaper. For what yeah. reason? You got you got the pookster. You got Pookie. Plus, he's um, never healthy. He literally, I love him, but he literally cannot stay healthy. Did we miss a super from Michaela? I don't think so. Maybe we're just taking too long. Love you, Michaela. Pretty sure we covered them all, though. You know we love you. We wouldn't miss a Michaela super chat. Let's go. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. 
is there buzz of the Panthers um, looking to move on from Christian, who's had some bad lately, some bad injury luck? Well, I think they want Deshaun Watson really, really, really badly for whatever reason. And they're going to go all in, and they're going to need multiple first-round picks to make that deal happen. I think McCaffrey would draw one first-round pick, but that's that's a big burden to take on. Not just the contract, but again, his baggage. He's a great player when he's healthy, but he's so rarely healthy. And then who are you taking snaps away from? Javante, you're taking pass-catching snaps away from Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick. You just don't need it. Nash the fifth, based on the crew we have on the offensive side now, what kind of production do you expect from Jerry Judy this year? Better than he got last year. Um, what does that look like? It's hard to say, man, because we haven't quite seen Jerry Judy, I think, even sniff the ceiling of his potential. But there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed. So we need to be careful here at MHH from getting too far out over our skis, talking 1,000 yards and 10 tutties for these guys, this guy, that guy. Uh, because Russ, you know, he's had some prolific seasons. I mean, there's a reason he's a nine-time Pro Bowler, but a lot of mouths to feed, Zach. I would say if you can get from Jerry Judy um, even half a dozen touchdowns and something close to 70 receptions, you're probably going to see between eight and a thousand, 800 and a1,000 yards. That would be a good season for Jerry, especially as a primarily uh, kind of slot guy that gets, I guess, not just slot, but he gets moved around a little bit. Thanks, Phil. Well, I feel like if Cortland is going to be Russ's uh, DK Metcalf, then uh, Jerry Judy is going to be his Tyler Lockett. Just a guy that can break the game wide open, uh, split defenses down the field, and just make game-changing plays and touchdowns. And I think he's going to become eventually uh, Russell Wilson's favorite receiver. I see a true breakout for Jerry Judy. He, nor anyone else on the Broncos offense, including K.J. Hamler, another pass-catching option, never was utilized to their full ability under the previous regime. I think we're finally going to see that with a quarterback, especially of Russell Wilson's magnitude. Well said. We got... Howie frickin' day in the frickin' house. Thank you, buddy. I would like to think K.J. Hamler will benefit most with Russ as a quarterback. Russ is first in deep ball completions and deep tutties. What do y'all think? Yeah, dude, I think he stands to, like, all the receivers on this roster really benefit. But Russell Wilson loves the deep ball. He's got a great deep ball in terms of accuracy. I mean, seeing him do the – what was what do they call it, Zach? The accuracy drill, the throwing contest at the Pro Bowl. I mean, that dude is money in the bank. So I think, yes, KJ, go out there and run some nine routes, big dog. Go run some deep posts. Let's see what you can do. Russ will get it over the top if you can get some separation. Love you too, Lawrence. But are you fully healthy, KJ? How's that knee looking, KJ? Are you the same player you were, KJ? And those are the questions he has to answer. I hope he's healthy. Hope he's fully recovered. He can be that deep throw. I just mentioned he was never used uh, correctly under Pat Shermer, but he has to prove his, um, his prior form first before we can talk about that. Chad Beach. And by the way, KJ, it's not just the knee. I mean, that hamstring plagued his rookie year. Right. So, uh, Chad Beach, Evening Priest, love the show and what you guys do for our Broncos news. Thank you, buddy. I'm sure Peyton will handle everything that'll need done and get the rest of our holes filled. Can't wait for this next season to start now. Keep up the great work. Uh, yeah, dude. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. And yeah, we can't wait. I mean, we can't wait any every year for the net for the football season to start. Obviously it's, I mean, something we all look forward to, but this year in particular, man, couldn't get here quick enough. Will Stewart. Thank you for that super sticker, big dog. Very generous. Then he says, I was listening to stink. That's Mark Schlereth on one, four, three, the fan the other morning. And he said that Russ is unreal with his preparation and detail. Combine that with Hackett and his mind. 
Finally, some adjustments and decent game planning. Amen, dude. I think it could be a match made in heaven. And again, I'm going to say, Zach, Nathaniel Hackett, very fortunate man to get this job and then be given Russell Wilson as your quarterback. You're welcome. I mean, you can make the case certainly that this is one of, if not the most talented collection of uh, skill players around Russell Wilson he's ever experienced in his career. So they are on the verge of taking off on offense. I'm not trying to be overly optimistic. That's really not my brand. Uh, but how could you not be with this coaching staff? Now they finally have a legitimate elite quarterback, and they already have the weapons in place. The sky is the limit, literally, in this case. G. Hill jumping in again. Thank you, bro. Based on what we have now, where do you see us, or where do you see our record going in 22? I think it's double-digit wins. You know, that's the standard now. That's the expectation now. That's not like oh man, if everything goes right and this player stays healthy and you know we can figure out how to get this monkey off our back and all the different stars align, we might be able to sniff a wild card. No, the standard is, the expectation now is double-digit wins, division title, playoff bye. This is what, when we say Russell Wilson changes everything, everything has changed, guys. From We're basically on the inverted opposite end of what it's been like in Denver the last five years. I'm going to say, you know, gun in my head right now, March 10th, 12 and 5 is going to be the Broncos' regular season record. I'm not going to say just yet if that means an AFC West crown or a wild card, but they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to have double digit victories. And a five win improvement on last year is more, almost as much as the total wins they had last year. So they're going to be just a night and day improved kind of team with this coaching staff and now Russell Wilson. So, yeah, I'm going to say 12 and 5 right now. I don't like throwing the, the word juice out there too much because it conjures up old VJ Vance Joseph uh, talking points and sound bites. But this is a team now that has juice and it has it's a, it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. So uh, Don Davis, what's up, big dog? What about McBride at 64 and Salbert as number three? Let's take a look at this McBride. Uh, we're watching from Scott's clips at the Senior Bowl. Tight end. Ooh. Okay, uh, hold on to that ball, big dog. Let's look. We're taking a look here. He's catching a pass. Little little inside curl route. Yeah, he's interesting. I mean, at sixty four, Scott. I don't even know if that's uh, commensurate draft stock value for this guy. I don't know enough about the prospect, but we shall see. We shall see, Don and Sobert as three. I like Sobert. I think you should bring Sobert back. Just purely for his blocking chops. Uh, it's not going to cost much to get him back here. Hedge a little bit there. I mean, I know the Broncos traded fan, but y'all are acting like they don't have his built-in replacement already on the roster. I think Albert O is ready to step up and shine. And you don't need to invest that premium of a draft pick, especially when you don't have as many now in that position. If you want to use a later pick on a tight end, go for it, but not, not with the first pick that they'll have in the draft. Scott's saying, yeah, 64 is about right. Um, he's considered tight end one. No Kyle Pitts this year. No Noah Fant this year. Uh, Nathan, any interest in free agents in division? Teron Matthew, uh, Ward, Casey Hayward, Nwosu. Is that how you say his name? I always botch his name. Um, I would definitely be interested a little bit, a little bit in Teron Matthew because that dude is just such a Swiss army knife and ball of energy. Um, but you've got a lot of money tied up in Justin Simmons. You've got other fish to fry. No one else on that list really turns my cranks at. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I don't know that I even want Tyron Matthew because I feel like he's getting into wash territory, or he will be. I know he's still effective, but uh, he he would be a short-term rental, and I think the Broncos could do better. I know I'm higher on Caden Stearns than most others, but I would like to see him get a shot next to Justin Simmons and maybe use a, a draft pick to address that. I don't really want anyone else from that list, though. We've got Rivas Rivas with a pair of Super Chats. Thank you, buddy. Very, very kind of you. Um, as Travis says, guys, don't forget to hit the like. Don't forget to smash the like button, share, and subscribe. It's It all helps out a little bit as MHH continues to grow. Uh, the Duchess, we got a Seattle fan in our in the midst putting Russ down. Why, LOL? Hey, man, sour grapes, you know. It's a thing. It's a thing, Zach. Why? Because he left. I mean, Green Bay Packers fans turned on Brett Favre the moment he left. Uh, Cavaliers fans turned on LeBron the moment he left. They go from being gods to being villains and that's what russell wilson is in seattle but let him uh let him deal with that when the broncos face the seahawks this season he'll take care of him and russ wanted out of seattle so you know spurned lover syndrome what are you going to do soren good to see you thank you what is the most realistic free agency signings on both offense and defense within the coming weeks yes by the way i guess we will have two more pods before free agency officially opens but let's see the 14th so friday saturday sunday Monday, our Monday show will be the beginning of the legal tampering period, right? Am I doing that math correctly? So next week's shows, guys, going to be can't miss TV. Uh, but we're not, we don't quite have enough time to go as deep into that question as we'd like, buddy. We've named a lot of them tonight. If you, if you uh, rewind, if you miss the earlier parts of the show, once the stream's over, just rewind. You'll see us addressing all that. Thank you for the super storm. And this is a guy, if they spend some money, as Rodney Garcia says, if they don't go for Von Miller, my plan B in that situation would be Chandler Jones. He's so consistent off the edge. He's good against the run. I think he'd be a little cheaper than Von, actually. I'm all for that. Last one here, and then we got a bounce from GLP. Love you, bro. If this is a dream, I hope I don't wake up. Everything I've wanted for the Broncos has come true. What a great note to end tonight's podcast and the Huddle Up podcast week in the office anyway. We're, uh, we're out of here. And we'll see you on Sunday night. It's going to be a gas. I'll pull up all the names that we're going to shout out tonight. Everyone have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in with us on tonight's podcast. Follow us on Twitter until we see you guys Sunday evening at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account for all your Russell Wilson slash Broncos news at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. If you want a nice, comfortable hoodie, if you want a hat like Chad's wearing any of our merch right there, huddleuppod.com. Don't forget to go to facebook.com slash mylehuddlepod. Like that page, follow that page. And guys, please go to Apple Podcasts. Leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some swag each and every single month. But do these three things. If you can't do anything else, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. That's right, guys. Also, another special shout-out to Manscaped. Don't forget to use the code MHH and go claim your 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, shout out to these great supporters on Facebook. And by the way, guys, entering tonight's uh, podcast, we're at 42% to goal on Facebook. So that's good. Tonight, here's how it finished. Sue Gibson on top. Shout out to Sue Gibson. Thank you for the stars. I don't remember us getting any of your questions. I'm not sure if we got, if you had any questions or if you're just showing some love. But either way, thank you, Sue. Uh, Mike Reno, Chad Beach, Phil McLaughlin, Miguel. GLP, Claude Riley, Andrew Baker, Travis Weber, and also prayers up Andrew Baker's boy, Axel. We're going to keep you in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, Travis Weber, Rodney Garcia, Lawrence Rivera, 
Howie freaking day. And then also we got to shout out the very, very best uh, members of our YouTube community. We love you all, trust. But our Super Chat superstars help keep the lights on here. We love you. Um, shout out to Sam Bam, Clado, Casey Nickel, Frankie, Jason, Nash5, Nashawn, Michaela the Duchess, uh, John Sandoval, G. Hill, Huero Vidal, Christian, Jeremy the Black Knight, uh, Young Hog 806, Eisenhower, Outdoors, Damian Clark, Warren, JJ, Brandon Reagan, Will Stewart, Don Davis, Revis Revis, and Soren Lundgren. Thank you. Much love and respect. Have a great, I mean, what momentum y'all get to carry into what should be a great weekend. And then Zach and I will see you on the other side to truly preview the opening of free agency. It's going to be a gas. Have a great weekend. Take care. And as always, guys, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com energyaudit energy audit.